Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Monday, August 16th. I'm Nyla Boudou. Here's what we're covering today. The Haitian diaspora rushes to help after a deadly earthquake. Plus, approaching another COVID milestone we didn't want. But first, the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan is today's one big thing. The Taliban have declared victory in Afghanistan this morning. The group took control of Kabul yesterday, 20 years after they had been run out of the capital city by U.S.-led forces. President Biden has authorized sending 5,000 troops to Afghanistan to help with the evacuation. And America is waking up to scenes of utter chaos at the airport in Kabul, where Reuters are reporting five people have been killed as thousands there try to flee the country, especially those who worked with American and other forces. Axios co-founder Mike Allen joins us now with the latest and the big picture. Hi, Mike. Good morning, Nyla. Mike, what does this lightning advance by the Taliban say about America's longest war in Afghanistan? Nyla, this is a massive system failure. It's a failure of intelligence. Just days ago, the Biden administration was convinced that they had at least till the end of the month to get people out who'd helped America. I had a friend who spent more than a decade as a U.S. official in Afghanistan and Iraq. And he texted me yesterday and he said, this collapse shows that we miss something fundamental, something systemic in our intel, military, diplomatic service over the decades, deeper than a single horrible decision. So this is Washington not listening to the ground. This is the West Wing not listening to the Pentagon. This is lots of people not listening with the astonishing wind shear in the security situation that we saw yesterday. The criticism from even our closest foreign allies has been harsh. What are the repercussions on a global scale for the U.S.? Well, do people trust us? And like a fascinating uh, way that uh, the Washington Post, Liz Sly put it, she spent a lot of time in the Middle East, and she talked about global alarm that uh, questions about U.S. credibility, and of course, a host of questions for the Biden administration. And now here's something for our listeners to pay attention to. What the White House will try to do is reframe this as, should we or should we not have gotten out of Afghanistan? But the real criticism that they're facing is not whether to do it, but how it was done and whether over the last six or so months it would have been possible to have made more arrangements for people who had great risk to themselves and their family had helped America and its allies. Would there have been a way to make more preparations for American assets that were there? The fact that we're out of the embassy, like now sheltering in place uh, at the airport, the bottom line, Nyla, is that after 20 years, a trillion dollars spent, and 2,500 service members' lives lost, America literally was run out of town. Axios co-founder Mike Allen. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Nyla. We'll be back in 15 seconds with what Haitian-American activists are saying about this weekend's devastating earthquake in Haiti. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boudou. A 7.2 magnitude earthquake struck southwestern Haiti on Saturday, killing many hundreds and injuring thousands more. 
This came as Haiti's already struggling with an ongoing political crisis, gang violence, hunger, and the pandemic. It's been hard to get news from inside Haiti, but outside the country, the diaspora is reacting and rallying to help the island. Miami has the highest concentration of Haitians outside of Haiti, and Haitian-American Marlene Bastien is a longtime activist there. She's also the executive director of FAM, the Family Action Network Movement, a social service organization in South Florida. Marlene, thanks for being with us. Uh, thank you for having me and good seeing you again. I'm sorry it's under these circumstances. I wonder if you can tell us what you're hearing over the weekend as people are trying to rescue family members. So we woke up with the sad news of yet another crisis in Haiti. I, I, I couldn't believe that it was another earthquake. So what we're trying to do now is to rally the, all the stakeholders and the leaders in the diaspora. We're having an emergency meeting to develop a strategy because we do not want what occurred in 2010 to happen again, where most of the resources did not reach those impacted, those on the ground. What have we learned from 2010? What do you want to see differently happen, first of all, from the U.S. government this time when it comes to what the U.S. role should be right now? Whether it's the U.S., friends, or whoever wants to help, it is best to work with the institutions, especially grassroots organizations on the ground that are deeply rooted in their communities, that know their communities and know the people and what their needs are. What is your advice for individuals who are listening to this and want to help Haiti, people across the U.S. or across the world? We have over 1,000 people wounded. We, we need surgical gloves, regular gloves, alcohol, and of course money. But money, you have to be careful about that. Consult with, with us and then we will contact you. Go to our website, www.fanm.org. We want to work with those on the ground, you know, know the souls of the, of the people there and who can assess. Marlene, after the 2010 earthquake, which was such a horrible thing, I mean, I covered that. I've, I lived through part of that, and it, it is traumatic to think about living through that again. And my heart goes out to all the people who have experienced this now twice. But when you think about the current political situation— when you think about what may happen with the weather this week, with the tropical storm that is coming, what is your biggest worry this week? My biggest concern is that the infrastructure will be further weakened and that we will experience additional you know, loss of lives. Second main concern is reportedly ambulances are being hijacked by heavily armed uh, gangsters asking for very high ransom. And then thirdly, women and girls, the rape and the killing of women and girls, because at times of high level of instability, political and otherwise, women and girls fare worse. And women and girls have been going through hell in Haiti recently. Marlene Bastien is the executive director of FAM, the Family Action Network Movement. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Take care. The Delta variant is continuing to derail progress on the COVID pandemic. So let's get you up quick on some of the top stories right now. 
So I will be surprised if we don't cross 200,000 cases a day in the next couple of weeks. And that's heartbreaking, considering we never thought we would be back in that space again. That was January, February. That shouldn't be August. That was Dr. Francis Collins, the director of the National Institutes of Health, speaking on Fox News Sunday. Meanwhile, a Saturday protest in Paris was just the latest in a string of anti-vaccine demonstrations we've seen overseas, especially in parts of Europe where proof of vaccination has become a requirement for many daily activities. And this weekend, here at home, we saw maybe one of our most violent anti-vaccine protests yet in Los Angeles. One person was stabbed and a reporter was attacked when protesters and counter-protesters clashed outside L.A. City Hall. Finally, in case you missed it, the FDA recently announced it's provided emergency use authorization for a COVID booster shot for immunocompromised people. The CDC signed off on the authorization Friday, and boosters could be available as soon as this week. Before we go today, COVID is also complicating lots of back-to-school experiences. And we'd love it if you'd share what you're experiencing so far. Are your kids required to wear masks as they head back? How is your school handling safety? What are your kids' teachers saying? If you can record a brief voice memo on your phone and include your name and location, you can text it to me at 202-918-4893. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.